Welcome back, everybody. I've got a headline for you that should have you scratching your head wondering why. So by USA Today, as you see the headline here, it's kind of uh, scary. So for today's cannabis news now, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the idea of having caps on the strength of THC, the potency of THC in what you're buying. There are some states that have done this before. And um, we'll talk about those as well. Now, this is kind of a tricky situation. I feel like ideas like this that aren't well-informed may get into the hands of, you know, political leaders. And then these fuckers may want to run with it. And that is dangerous. And I say that because they don't have the full picture. I do have an educated opinion on the matter because I've been in the space so long. And so I'm going to give you my two cents as well towards the end. Today's Daily Dose is sponsored by GrassStore.com. Cannabis delivery made simple. Save 40% now if you use the code DAILY at checkout. So here's a little tidbit from this article. Not your grandma's weed. Why potency limits must be part of any push to legalize cannabis. Cannabis products are far more potent today than what baby boomers had uh, in their time. The drug's reputation as harmless needs to confront the harmful realities of its increased potency. My goodness, do they have a way with words, don't they? Let me share the screen with you. Let's dive into the article. Okay, as you see here, USA Today. Peg O'Connor, opinion contributor. Well, let's see if there's any like good data in this opinion, if they pulled anything from uh, any sources. No drug has undergone such a transformation in the court of public opinion um, as cannabis has. It's still illegal under federal law and listed as Schedule 1. States have taken a different view. You may live in one of those states now. Uh, Medical cannabis is legal in 37 states recreational in 19 states and two territories plus Washington, D.C., which is pretty fucking amazing. Makes me wonder if all these fuckers down there in D.C. are getting high. And, uh, you know, I guess it's possible, right? So here's a few points that they'll make here based on anecdotal evidence with moving testimony by patients and their families. They're convinced of Cannabis's negative effects. The federal government had instituted a near categorical prohibition on cannabis research. So the absence of studies helped the case for medical cannabis because of limited evidence. Well, I beg to differ. Cannabis has enjoyed a reputation of being harmless. Many assume that it's not addictive like other drugs are like heroin or methamphetamine, or let's say opioids, which all three are really messing up this country inside out. Many recognize that the Controlled Substances Act and its enforcement through the uh, war on drugs were conceived and implemented in a racialized and racist way. So there's a few other parts here, but we want to jump to the data. So potency Potency is best measured in terms of THC content. So in the 60s to the 80s, we had flour that was 2% THC. In the 90s, that 
percentage increase to 4%. And then by 2017, it had gone up to 17 to 28%. Now, there are concentrates up to 95%. So, yes, I get it. This is not our parents' or grandparents' weed that they used to smoke when they bought lids back in the day. But checking here to see if there's anything else. I don't see any links that I can follow. But let me tell you this. By the time medical era of weed kicked in and it was going you know, full swing, the weed needed to be stronger. Why? Because it was for medical use. Those who were suffering turned to cannabis and it was working for them. It was effective. There were a few things that were mentioned in this article in terms of the negative effects that people are feeling from overusing um, these cannabis products. Based on what I had read and what I remember from what I was reading from this specific article, I have read these reports before too. So several months back, I covered videos on them as well, that uh, these reports were increasing, eating disorders, vomiting, the psychosis and uh, depression. In this article, they had suggested it was in young people specifically. And I said to myself, well, that's not fair. You know, what about the, the larger group of people that smoke too that are older? Most of us, you know, aren't exhibiting some of these things. Now, getting back to the main point of medical era weed, it needed to be strong enough for people who are experiencing some of these symptoms, pain, chronic pain. Uh, depression, anxiety, stress, uh, eating disorders, cancer. And it was being used for all of those things for almost 20 years. And it was effective for a lot of people. So the difference is that, yes, it got stronger, but it still retained cannabinoids, which today's weed does not have, flower specifically, which baffles me. Concentrates are very, very strong at those you know, 80, 90% THC content levels. But the way concentrates are derived and extracted, it, um, it basically only leaves THCA left over. There are no more cannabinoids. It's all extracted and filtered out. The, only the THCA is left behind. Now, of course, they can infuse them with the cannabinoids after the fact, but I haven't seen anybody do that. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's any interest to do so. Maybe the cost is higher uh, to do so because it's just another additive they have to purchase. Um, so, But in flour, it makes no sense why it's been near zero for all these years. And this is where you know, I'm going to give you my two cents. I think it has a lot to do. A lot of these symptoms that we're seeing in, in people, whether it's the young, they're claiming it's mostly the young. There was no mention of um, older people going through it, people in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s who have smoked most of their lives. So I think it has to do with the fact that the cannabinoid levels are at zero, that they are seeing these symptoms all of a sudden. Yes, the THC levels are high. Putting a, a cap on them may not necessarily solve the problem, is what I think. And God forbid such an idea ever gets to Congress or any specific state. Um, I believe Vermont did something very similar. I think they capped it at 30% for concentrates or for flour and 60% for concentrates. 
but I haven't seen um, I haven't seen it anywhere else in California. Some years back, you used to be able to get a thousand milligram uh, edibles, but they changed that. They said it was too strong, so they lowered them to five hundred milligram edibles. I think it's great for the state because now they get to tax two, you know, products that are sold rather than uh, one. So I don't know if that was the right move. Edibles are kind of dangerous, I do admit. So yeah, there is that. But this idea of capping cannabis, uh, THC levels is, uh, is dangerous because though you can lower it, but you will still see the same symptoms, maybe not in such a severe way which is fine, but it doesn't address the problem. That's what I'm saying. That's kind of what it gets back to is you could do that, but it won't fix the problem. The way to fix it might be to bring back the cannabinoids that once used to be naturally occurring in the flower. What do you guys think? Leave them down below, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.